Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. It's almost 4th of July. This is going to be the last podcast before the holiday. We want to make sure that you're all ready for the holiday. So Rick Austin's here, and we're going to talk about how to understand what ready actually means. So Rick, thank you for taking time out of your afternoon. Absolutely, Dave. I'm glad to join you. Um, so you posted a while back, a couple years ago, about definition of ready, and I did a podcast a few weeks ago about what it, why it's so important uh, to have one. I did that with Dave Nicolette. But we're going to talk about how to actually create one. And this is something that surprises me. In every class that I do, almost no one ever has a definition of ready. Um, so can you explain to folks why it's so important or what it actually yeah, so, is? Maybe that, maybe what it is is probably a better place to start. Yeah, so, so I think I, I would back up a little bit to you know, some foundational things that we believe in. So um, you know, what does Agile mean to us? And it means you know, creating teams around something that stay together. Um, and then making sure those teams have clarity in a backlog uh, or the things that we're asking them to deliver, and then uh, their ability to create working tests of software. And so the definition of ready uh, is, is the entry point. Uh, it, it proves to the team and ourselves that we've specified sufficiently for that team to go do work. Because uh, the worst thing, and I think about uh, the backlog sometimes is, you know, having fuel for the engine, and those those teams are our engines in the organization that are producing value. And if we don't have good, clean fuel for those engines, uh, they can't perform well. And so this definition of ready, you know, maybe maybe uh, using the gasoline analogy is, is make sure that we have uh, sufficient octane in our gas, and that way we know the engine can perform. And so uh, for me, the definition of ready creates clarity uh, around those involved in creating requirements, user stories, and the level of detail necessary for a team to be willing to take that own, um, uh, be able to understand the work necessary to deliver and, and not be blocked, uh, not have to ask questions, uh, even though the, you know, we will have conversations about this, but it's setting them up for success. So if I put on my traditional project manager hat, that just sounds like basic fully defined requirements. It's, it's defining a slice of requirements sufficient for a team to deliver a slice of value within that iteration that they're working in. And so if you, you think about the size of these things, you know, we're, we're looking at stories, um, this may be part of your definition ready too, is that it's sized appropriately. Uh, we strive to get stories down to a point where a team can deliver and test and finish those stories within a couple of days, right? Um, okay. That's a hard thing to do, and it, it takes effort to do that. Okay, so where does this come from? Who creates it? So it varies de uh, depending upon the organization. Uh, you know, there's different uh, methodologies out there that would say that the team is responsible for fleshing out the requirements. Uh, but primarily, if you think about Scrum, uh, the, the product owner is typically involved in that. Uh, when we're working with large enterprises, we may have a team called a product owner team or a program team. And that team is really collaborating closely with our delivery teams uh, to make sure that we're creating those requirements. So that's, that's typically in the, the types of clients that we work with. Uh, is where that would happen. Okay. So I want to check in with you on the way that I explain it in the CSM class and see maybe this, I, I'm curious just to see what you think about how this aligns with leading Agile's take on Agile and also whether you think it's too simplistic or not. But in the class, what the way I explain it is this is how the PO makes sure that they're not going to waste the team's time during sprint planning. And it is, it's like the the parallel to a definition of done in that the PO should make sure that before they come into sprint planning and ask for work to be done, that certain criteria have been met around an item that they're going to ask the team to work on. Totally agree with that. Absolutely. Okay. 
it, it really allows us. And, and, and the other thing is when we get into spread planning, uh, I don't, well, I would hope that's not the first time the story has had conversations or first time the, the team has had conversations about their stories. Um, but, but ultimately uh, the team should be unwilling to pull that work in uh, as a candidate for sprint planning unless it meets that definition of ready. Because otherwise, to your point, you're wasting the team's time because it has not been sufficiently defined for them to be successful. Okay. And can you can you give like a kind of a, an example, a simple example of what one might be? Or some, or yeah, some things so, you would consider to be kind of standard as part of a definition of ready? Yeah, so there's some things that we, we, we look for. Um, you know, with new teams, I want to make sure that, um, and, and it varies depending upon the team. So at a minimum, typically what we'll see is something like maybe we want uh, the, our stories to represent the characteristics uh, defined uh, using INVEST. And INVEST is an acronym that um, indicates uh, the stories are independent, they're negotiable, they're valuable, estimatable, sized appropriately, sized appropriately and then they're testable. And so that's a good set of characteristics. Uh, for making sure we at least we have clarity in our stories. So a lot of times I'll start out with that. It's like, let's make sure that this is part of your definition of ready. Ultimately, as teams get mature, uh, that's just the way they think. And, and that's, that's the way their stories will, um, will come out. The other thing um, is the definition of ready is something that can evolve over time. And so we can use it to establish new patterns or new behaviors. And then once uh, our teams are at a point where that's just the way they work, uh, maybe they want to revise that uh, so that they're um, encouraging themselves to adopt uh, new behaviors and, and practices. Okay. Um, now where do you fall on the whole argument that a definition of ready is dangerous because it becomes like a stage gate and people feel like all these things have to be locked down completely? You can never take on work with dependencies. You can never take on anything unless it's fully defined and testable. Um is it is it more of a guide or is it a, a law? For me, it, it's not a checklist. It's you know I don't want to create a mentality that as long as we check all the boxes, we're good. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean we have clarity. Um, just because we've done that, um, this is just a guide. And and ultimately, you think about the the, the card. The con, you know it's, it represents a conversation. So that backlog item is really the conversations that we're having about these requirements. Certainly, we need to capture information. And, and based upon the maturity of the team, their, their expertise within the domain um, and so forth, uh, the level of detail that we provide might vary, but ultimately we're talking about it. And, and okay. this, this is a guide to help us understand the things that we believe are necessary to, to help us with that clarity. Okay. Now, when you, you've worked with lots of high-performing teams and, and larger, you know, more advanced organizations, do you see teams reaching a point where this becomes sort of something you don't even need to worry about anymore? Like you said, it, it becomes part of almost like their DNA, but um, is it something you can just kind of let go of because it's just how we always do things? I, I think it could be. Um, the only thing I would say to that is that it's still a useful uh, artifact to help us um, adopt new practices and behaviors. Uh, so okay. even, even you know teams that are mature, um, if, if we create this, this whole culture of continuous improvement, I suspect that they will always want to, to determine ways to, to make sure that they're improving the clarity of the work that they're doing. And then this is just another mechanism for helping with that. Okay. I, one of the things that came up when Dave Nicolette and I were talking about it was uh, he brought up like the pilots in the plane. 
I mean, you really don't want, don't want to be on a plane where the pilots are like, yeah, we got this, and just pull away from the gate without running through that whole checklist. Yeah, that's um, right. I mean, I, I, I have a thing where I pack, you know, when I go on these trips, and I'm sure you have the same thing, but I have a checklist, an actual checklist that I use when I pack every single time because I don't want to be in the same situation a friend of mine was in about a week ago when he landed and realized he didn't pack any underwear. Um, <laughs> right. Or where's my, <laughs> where are my pants? <laughs> right, exactly. So to me, I think it it also adds, um, it's sort of like taking a moment just to focus on the, you know each of these things. Did we actually talk about this? Did we talk about that? Um, to, yeah. Just to keep you safe. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and, and I think those are great analogies because, you know, some of us, we travel every week. Doesn't matter. I still have a checklist because I forget yeah. things. Uh, it's just yeah. it's a common problem, and, and this is just a just it's it's another one of those things that helps us uh, make sure that we're staying true to what we agreed to do because this is also part of a team's working agreement. This is what we as a team have agreed that that is necessary for us to to be willing to take that work in. Yeah, cool. Um, all right. So so what if brand new team out there, let's say they're listening to this podcast, they don't have anything like this at all. They don't even have a definition of done yet. They're like that new to this. How would you recommend they start creating this? Like who needs to be in the room and how do they start figuring out what needs to be included? So I, w- I would think that, uh, that the whole team needs to be there because uh, this is a, a definition ready for the team. Um, I would encourage them to, to make sure their product owners in the room as well. There may be other uh, people involved in helping create the re- requirements process, and it, it couldn't hurt for those folks to be in there. So think about a team that um, may be part of their – maybe it's a, a new team and they need a, more uh, uh, specificity around the requirements than a mature team. Uh, maybe part of that is um, they're doing a lot of work with UIs and they want to have some UI mockups or storyboards uh, to reference as part of their, their, their backlog. And so uh, maybe having the folks that are involved in doing that, that type of thing uh, present as well. Um, as far as uh, how to get started and, and what to put in there, I, I think, uh, you know, the invest uh, uh, criteria is, is a good one to start with. Um, you know, there's, there's a format for the story. Uh, they, they vary depending upon the organization. As a team, uh, especially a new team, we might want to agree on that format. Uh, we might want to agree on the approach that we take for doing uh, acceptance criteria. Um, so are we just uh, doing bulleted tests that these things happen, or were you doing something uh, uh, more more interesting like given when then format? Um, just think think through the, the the types of things you expect your backlog to look like, and then start with that. And and the other thing is change it. Uh, you know, you, let's create this document. Let's start to use it to to help us refine our definition of ready because we we may put things in there and we realize that well, if we just do that it's not really relevant or maybe we put something in there and it doesn't apply it does not apply to us and and then as we get started um it's 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 without a doubt we will forget things that we find are necessary to be successful and yeah. uh, make sure we you know maybe during the team retrospective something comes up about that well let's go uh, put this in our definition of ready yeah, one thing that I, I did before I knew about definition of ready, one thing I found was helpful was every time we blew a sprint because we forgot about, you know, X particular thing for a, an item in the backlog, like maybe we forgot about the security audit or exactly. legal review, or we kept a checklist of all this stuff. And we go through sprint planning before we ended sprint planning, we would check each item that we were going to commit to. Did we cover all these, you know, wherever it's relevant, did we cover these topics? Yep. Um, and so, then that would so I'm glad you- fold into ready, I guess. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned security review because I was going to bring up that topic. So 
often there are, are things that uh, are, we're required to do that maybe is, it's, it's, so a story is representing some slice of value, but then there are other things that they're cross-functional requirements that, that we're responsible for, like uh, security uh, requirements, or maybe there's some architectural guidelines that we have to abide by. And so I get, I, I get asked a lot, where do we specify that? Typically, I find those are cross-cutting, so I yeah. may not put those in the story themselves. I may put them at the feature level. And so we, we, so that's another working agreement, or maybe that's another definition ready, is that um, there are elements of the requirements that are also represented at the feature level. And so okay. to get a clear picture of what the story is, we also have to have awareness of what the feature is. Cool. This is great. Thank you very much for doing this. So I'm going to make sure to include a link to the posts that you have in Field Notes about um, why this is important and how to go about doing it. If folks want to get in touch with you to, with follow-up questions, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, pretty easy. Uh, Rick at leadingagile.com, email. Um, they can find me on Twitter at Rick Austin. All right. And do you have a definition of ready for 4th of July? Uh, make sure my beer cooler is full and uh, there's <laughs> meat available for the grill. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right, dude, thanks a lot. I really appreciate this and have a great 4th. All right, Dave, take care.